when people usually say that you know they're expanding globally it means one of the founders wants to go move to LA or somewhere <laughs> is, that, is that the case oh, unfortunately <laughs> I think we probably both want to but I don't know if I miss as well that was. were you a Love Island fan not me personally not that I'm going to admit to on the podcast <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's one of the few you know print media out there that's actually grown in a market that's relatively in decline I like our lots of, lots of comedy stuff so one of the I mean the brand deal that stands out for me is the Tekken button smashing video we did. He's hired help. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a placement student on cheap labour. <laughs> you said it, you said it, mate. It's a fantastic experience. I mean, what you find out is very quickly uh, how important marketing is. Welcome back to the Social Day podcast. Today we're joined by James Hayward Brown. He is a creative turned marketer responsible for promoting one of the fastest growing agencies in the world, Rise at Seven, which he's helped scale to over 100 staff and a revenue of £5 million in just over two years. Quite the introduction, James. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. When you read it out like that, it does sound uh, a bit crazy, but yeah, thanks so much. We'd love to be here. That's got, that's got to go on the top of your LinkedIn profile, hasn't it, that? <laughs> to be honest, I, I have recently put it there. I think I literally put that there yesterday. I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, it's great to have you on. And obviously, you're joining us at Social Day in September, where you'll be talking about how PR, search and social campaigns tie together. But you haven't been in marketing too long, have you? Could you tell us a bit about how you ended up in marketing? Uh, it's like an absolute roller coaster of a story. Yeah, I can take you back to the start, really. Um I am at heart a creative, so I'm a videographer, content creator, and back when COVID hit, obviously plans changed a lot. The freelance industry struggled, me included, and I ended up moving back to Sheffield. Now, luckily, I saw a job get advertised at Rise at 7. Did I know much about marketing? Did I know much about SEO? Did I know anything about PR? Absolutely not. But a year and a half later, uh, I'm now sat here as a marketing manager. But originally, I came on as a content creator. I um, I was creating all the content for the company. I was doing their videos. I was doing their social. I was doing everything. And it got to the point, we were we only had 25 people at this point. And I said, Carrie, Carrie's our CEO. I said, Carrie, who's running your socials? Who's, who's running your marketing? Because I'm making all this stuff. Who's doing it? And she just said, oh, no one. James, do you want to do it? And I just, I went, yeah, give, give, me, give me all the logins let me do it, do what I need to do. And it sort of came from there. And to, as, as the company got bigger, obviously the role got bigger and they advertised the marketing manager job back in January of this year. So only like seven, eight months, eight months ago now and applied. I think the role was destined to be me. I think it was designed for me to apply. Um, and yeah, I've been the marketing manager ever since. And in that time, we're now at 100 employees. Like you said, it's absolutely mind-blowing what we're going through. And yeah, and I'm even starting to build my own team out now. So not necessarily, not gone to university to study marketing, not um, not done it at heart, but I've always had this commercial mindset and Carrie, who's sort of mentored me through and uh, I, I am where I am today and talk to you guys. That's insane. To be fair, going back, and I like to think I'm reasonably plugged in, and you know, I knew you as a small SEO company through another event that, that we were working on. But you know, thinking back then, so you know, going back 18 months, you know, the reason I hadn't heard of you was because you weren't doing the, the social media, and actually, they probably weren't putting out very much content at all. Well, I'll just clip that little that little bit up, and that'll go on my LinkedIn as well. Um, honestly, whenever when everyone when anyone says oh we you we can't miss you now i'm like 
thanks thanks for that uh i'm gonna go tell my line manager um so yeah it's it's amazing we're a very loud company and our marketing is majoritively through social so i'm super happy that you you guys have noticed but yeah so where are these good things going on in the background because i mean you know fundamentally as an agency you've been doing some really cool stuff with some some top-end clients so when when you when you came on board, I, I'm assuming that you know they were working with these companies and doing all this great stuff, but just weren't shouting about it. Yeah, essentially. Well, when I joined um, that time ago, the company was less, or I think it was just turned one, uh, or maybe a few days just turned one. And I think my, the first job I ever did was make a video for Lego. So talking about your high end enterprise clients thrown in the deep end. I was there day two in the office making some videos for Lego. I was like, wow, this is, in, this is so cool. This is insane. And yeah, we, we've always, to be fair, the company has always worked with enterprise clients. I think on the first week of the company existing, they won misguided on the spot, one of our big clients. And yeah, it's always been done. But I guess if you don't have a marketing team, if you don't have someone dedicated to doing that, you don't shout about it as much. So Although Carrie and Stephen, um, co-founders, are very good at talking about their business, I guess I've accelerated that and really amplified what we're doing because we're doing such cool things here, like really groundbreaking work combining search, social, and PR with some amazing results um, that we need to be shouting about this. Yeah, it's amazing. Do you have like a favorite campaign that you've worked on since you've been there? Yeah, I, I well... I've got um I've got a few and one I can't talk about currently because it's still happening and it but it's quite a cool project with TikTok. I can talk about is uh we did one with the Xbox. We basically had a we had, ran a competition with Xbox and they we got an influencer involved to judge the competition. They basically had to sign up to become the the next gaming influencer for game and Microsoft Xbox for their new console launch and then so we made a hero video, which I made. They, we then got influencers in, like gaming influencers, to judge the competition. We then ran a live stream across. Uh, we teamed up with Belong, who are our gaming arena, one of the biggest, the, the biggest in the UK, and they ran a live stream of the competition. And that that was their biggest, most successful live stream ever. I think it got like over a hundred thousand viewers, which was insane. And all this user generated content was created from it. And um, it, we we did outreach. We got loads of links off it. We we combined social with the PR angle, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. And the best thing was like a few weeks ago, it, we were at the UK Content Awards, and it, and it won an award. So um, it won Video Content Campaign of the Year. And if I um, when I first came on to the Rise at Seven, I remember Stephen watching these awards. He was saying, "We're going to win a Video Campaign of the Year next year." And I went, "Yeah, we are." And a year later, my campaign did that. So. I was working as the content creator back then and super proud to to win an to win an award for Xbox Rise at Seven. I mean, how cool is that? Winning an award for Xbox, like you just can't you can't even talk like describe that. That's amazing. It's great. So early on in your career as well. Um so I know you obviously you have a passion for content and um obviously you've done some amazing stuff. Do you still create content like on the side now? Like I know you were freelance and stuff. Do you do you still create your own stuff and what sort of stuff do you like to create? I do create my own stuff. I'm a videographer. I'm like passion. I'm, I'm a big, I fly drones. I love creating cinematic stuff. I've got lots of plans to, to do it all. But um, being part of Rise at Seven, it's, it's 
it's a full-time job and uh creating content on the outside of it i've still got massive passion i've got i've got loads of videos ready to publish online and i am planning on doing it soon and i i do love creating content i think we're in a world now which is just consuming content every day I mean, what the first thing you do on your on your phone is you, you go and consume content um and i there is there's not a better feeling when you put something out there and you see views and reactions and it's your own oh it's great when we do it for brands don't get me wrong but when it's your own content and your own your own personal thing that you've made for yourself it's it's a good feeling so yeah there'll be lots of stuff coming out soon i, I put stuff every out every now and again but yeah i definitely want to do it more and like obviously for your own stuff and for rise at seven do you have like a favorite platform that you love to create content for the most like obviously i know tiktok's like an up-and-coming one and lots of like young creatives are focusing on that but is that somewhere where your passions lie so uh, like probably the majority of tiktok users i'm more of a scroller i'm on the for you page um there's some amazing tiktok creators out there but it's not my it's not it's not something that i'm like actively doing for my own stuff we do it for clients we do it for clients all the time for me my favorite platform is youtube i'm very one of the one of the big projects i do at rise seven is our agency vlog um you might have seen it called the source it goes out every week just put an episode out today of our staff party and that's something very close to my heart because that was almost like my baby when i first started the started with the company and i grew this vlog and um it's, it's lots of agencies have vlogs these days and i enjoy watching every every other agency's vlogs but it, that is something close to my heart and i'm a consumer of youtube like i, I watch youtube way too much like it's not good so who, which other agencies vlogs do you rate then or they're not going to live up to your own but you know who out there do you rate i think without like it's no surprise that goat did some amazing stuff when they were doing the daily goat um big inspiration for me i think matt who does it um is a great guy i think doing a vlog is hard everyone thinks they can start a vlog but to do it is another thing you've got to have the personalities you've got to have the storylines it's not just as simple as oh we're going to film something today some people might not want to be filmed um but goat do a fantastic job and then obviously back in the day social chain were almost like the pioneers of it and uh, often still go and watch back them because they they had a great story and we're having a great story at Rise. We've grown so quickly. So the fact that I can capture that every week, and I'm hoping in a, in a few years' time, it's going to be a great little... Re- I'm going to look back and see, oh, that's an early day at Rise. There's me and Carrie going around London looking at an office. We, we could have four, six, seven offices at that point. So, yeah, YouTube, the source. Do you remember those days when we actually could get out of the office and go and look at stuff? Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, it is, yeah, the world's a different place. Luckily, it's it's pretty much back to normal for me now. Like, I'm in an office now and we've got quite a few people and we're not at full capacity, obviously. But um, it's I cannot wait. To, like, I've just been loving doing normal stuff. And that's, that's so good for creating content as well because things are going on again. It was for content creators and marketers and social media marketers, it was such a hard period to go online. Look, we're doing this podcast virtually now and it's going to be so good to get everything back completely normal. We had to adapt as a, as an industry and we obviously did it really well, but it definitely was a challenge. And you'll be joining us in person at social day in September, um, which is exciting. Are you looking forward to it? What are you most looking forward to? I cannot wait, you know, I literally cannot wait to be on that stage. And it's not just because it's a talk. I just think I'm going to be talking about something which is really, really cool and what we're doing here. And we've not 
ever publicized it before and it's such an interesting topic on what we're doing and it's all it's a lot of sneak it's about preview it's about reverse engineering the trends essentially and creating trends and what we're doing now is it's so clever with with the seo data and the team we have here that i think it's just going to be really interesting for people to listen to so i'm super excited just to just to talk about that and get people's reactions why do you think um, people, you know, I, I know you guys have like really um, tuned into the linking the SEO, social and the PR side of things. I see some synergy with other agencies, maybe not to the same degree, but with the SEO and the social media. But nobody else seems to link in the PR aspects. I mean, where did that come from for you guys? I think that's really interesting. So digital PR as, a, as an industry is still pretty new. Um, back in the day, five years ago, it wouldn't be abnormal to buy links uh, instead of earning media. And what we've essentially done is turned an industry like SEO and, and almost like made it sexy. Like it, traditionally it's not a very sexy agency SEO and we've tied it with digital PR to get those links earning that me earning that media. And we were, we probably have the biggest digital PR team in the country. We've, we've got over 50 in our digital PR, digital PR team, which is, which is insane. And, Combine it just combining it with SEO. It means we can give such tangible results. Um, traditional PR has has obviously has its place, and it has, does some awesome stuff. But if you have a billboard up in the street, how many people are walking past that billboard? How many people are going to go and purchase something from it? You don't know. You you can't. You can give your best guesses. But what we can do with digital PR, we have a link to someone's website. We have traffic figures. We can say. X amount of people went here, X amount of people bought this because of this. And what we can do so well is give tangible results. And we can, we're doing that in social as well, because we can just drive, so we have all the data to drive the traffic. So are you finding then when you bring in the, um, the people on the digital PR team that, you know, you're looking for a new set of skills? Because I think when, when I used to work in publishing, we were going through the transition where suddenly SEO, uh, from a content point of view, was becoming really important. You know, I think uh, people were prior to that. You know, it was all metadata. You know, everyone was obsessed with with putting all sorts of uh, keywords in pages, and then obviously they realised that you know actually the content's as important. And it took it. You know, it was so hard to get um, traditional uh, media-based journalists to write for SEO without it being shit copy. How as a team do you address that? Making sexy copy that's you know works for SEO. Well, it's training. It's it is training. We we have a, a big SEO team as well as a big PR team, and the SEO team will give training on what you need, what keywords. Like you just alluded to there, SEO in general. There's three pillars to SEO. There's um, technical SEO, there's content, and there's link building, digital PR. So it's when you combine them all that's when you get your real SEO value. And we, as a company, as a as a business, we realize that we need to know what everyone's doing. The digital PR team need to know what the technical SEO team are doing and technically SEO team need to know what the digital PR team. So there has to be that synergy and that's when you get the best results from a search perspective. It must be also just sort of really interesting from a client perspective when you guys go in and you win the campaign and I'm kind of guessing you probably come in from one facet and then you kind of sell the benefits of it all working together. How do you get key stakeholders internally to see the vision? We have... A, um, everyone knows us in digital PR. Everyone, everyone knows us, and uh, we're we're building more of a, like we do get 
someone will come to us through digital PR and they'll think, oh, you guys are you guys are awesome at this. This is what you want to do. But what we'll do in from a new business point of view is we'll before we even do it, we'll we'll do some analysis. We'll say this is where your content's missing. This is where your um, what your competitors are doing. This is where your competitors are getting links from a digital PR point of view where you should get them. So we can we combine that all in the pitch and we we walk into a room with confidence when we pitch and uh, we we know what we're talking about and we have we've been very successful in uh, in getting those key stakeholders to listen to us they there's, we're very well known in the industry now luckily the brands that you work with certainly aren't um you know they're massive brands you know so to get their attention is serious isn't it and our client list is honestly insane and we get to work on that like there's there's young grads here who are working on these huge clients and we train them up obviously and it's just a great opportunity for them um and we are very lucky in the fact we don't do any outbound marketing and it's not very not many people know this but we don't have a sales team we don't have there's no one cold calling there's no one doing that every single lead is coming to us we've not done any outbound yet so it's all about our reputation is it's huge to us and and our social media marketing which is personal branding a lot of it and what the business is doing and I feel like having that synergy across all the different departments as well must like really bring the team together what's like the atmosphere like like obviously I've seen your offices and stuff they look amazing but what's it like to be part of a team like Rise at Seven honestly it's the best thing in the world like for me like I was a freelancer before I was traveling I, I couldn't I could never see myself in an office job and I said I said that to carry on on my interview and I said I'm not sure if it's for me sort of saying like, I like my freedom. I like to do what I want. But having said that now, I, I mean, I, I can't believe I even thought that because everyone is in awesome. There's such good people now that like everyone is gets on so well. We just actually released on our source, the vlog, the source. Yes, literally about half an hour just before I came on this podcast that we had a summer party. We've not had the chance to have a party for two years, obviously, and we've never all been in the same room. And we got everyone together in a massive warehouse, had a massive party, and it's we got the chance to celebrate those wins. Like you're talking about, we're working on huge clients. Like we're all about celebrating that, and that just creates such a good work culture. I honestly think our culture is one of very biased, obviously, but it's a it's an unbelievable place to work. You're allowed to be biased. That's okay. We we accept that on this podcast. All right, it's the best in the world. I'm not gonna lie. Amazing. So. You're going to be doing your session about, obviously, as we've spoken about, PR, search and social campaigns, how they tie together to um, to put clients at the centre of the biggest online trends. I just want to ask you, what do you think are the biggest online trends that we're going to be seeing over the next 12 months? Like, What are social media marketers going to be looking out for? Well, you see it all the time at the moment that everything is going to short form video content and everything is going to um, portrait style content. And that's going to be made first. Every single campaign has to work for social across the board for every single brand. It's social first now. And what you'll see very recently is everyone's a copy. Like all of these platforms, are, are, they're getting the same features. You'll see, uh, you'll see stories popping up. I think TikTok, well, TikTok's just got just putting stories in and they're all fighting for this space. And it, it's very fascinating right now in the social media marketing industry that TikTok has come in, taken, taken it by storm and almost everyone's, everyone else is trying to, trying to copy it at this point. I do think all social medias will start to look very similar and I don't know who's going to come out on top. Maybe no one, maybe there'll be multiples, but um, I think short form video content is certainly here to stay. And every single campaign that you, um, you see will have a social first attribute even if it's a even if it's a PR campaign I think there's going to be social activations across the board 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, James. My absolute pleasure. If you want to see James's session, then you can head to www.socialday.uk to book your ticket and to look at the programme. And James, you're only recently confirmed, so we'll have you up on the website as soon as we can and people can find out more about you. Yeah, get it on there. I'll promote it as well. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Well, that was a great chat with James. James is speaking at Social Day in September, as we spoke about. His session will be about how PR search and social campaigns tie together to put clients at the centre of the biggest online trends. Um, You can book your tickets to Social Day at www.socialday.uk slash tickets. Uh, We'd love to see you there. It'll be a great event where you can network, connect, learn new skills and really just level up your career in social media marketing. So I hope to see you there.